the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Cornerstone Connection with Pastor Gary Hamrick. make the Bible say what I want it to say, to suit me, because the Bible always aligns itself with heaven. So as a compass cannot be manipulated because it always aligns itself with earth, you can't make it do something else. The Bible needs to be seen in the same way. The Bible is the word of God, which is the truth of God. It has been settled in the heavens for all eternity. This is Cornerstone Connection, the radio ministry of Pastor Gary Hamrick of Cornerstone Chapel in Leesburg, Virginia. Pastor Gary is teaching through Psalms. The Word of God does not change, and even though sometimes we may want it to cater to what we want to hear, God's Word is literally set in stone. We are to read it and then have our lives adjust accordingly. In today's message, Pastor Gary will teach us that we cannot alter the Bible to say what we want it to say in order to accommodate us. It's not about what we want. It's about God's wants. The Word is there to be our compass to which we should align ourselves to. Align yourself to His Word today. Well, let's join Pastor Gary in the book of Psalms, chapter 119, with part one of his message, The Blessing and Benefits of the Bible. Psalm 119, starting at verse 89, you'll notice this new Hebrew letter pronounced Lamed, Lamed. Verse 89 says, Your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. Your laws endure to this day, for all things serve you. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have preserved my life. Save me, for I am yours. I have sought out your precepts. The wicked are waiting to destroy me, but I will ponder your statutes. To all perfection I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. So I want to focus on verse 89 with you, if you'd highlight that in your Bibles. Verse 89, again, the psalmist writes, Your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. I think you would agree with me that there are very few sources today that are reliable sources for truth. What can you believe anymore? Who do you trust? I mean, what really is a reliable source of truth these days? It used to be the news, no longer. Now you read the news, you don't know if it's good news or if it's fake news. You don't even know. Is this legitimate? Is this made up? The news is not even a reliable source of truth these days. Neither is the internet, by the way. 
right? I mean, you can learn a lot on the internet, but please, don't believe everything you read on the internet. I read that once on the internet. <laughs> it's got me really confused now. I don't know if that's a double negative. Does that make a positive? Anyhow, there's a whole lot of stuff now you don't really know. What can you rely on? Is it a true source of information? You know, it used to be growing up, for example, even nutritionists now, they're all divided about stuff. When I was growing up, they used to say, butter's bad for you. Don't eat butter. Eat margarine. Now they're saying margarine's got a lot of chemicals. Go back to butter. They don't know. Sugar. Sugar used to be okay. Now it's not. Don't eat sugar. Eat high fructose corn syrup. Now it's, don't eat high fructose corn syrup. Go back to sugar. No, wait. Go stevia. Stevia. It's more natural. Wait. Even better, go to honey. But don't give honey to children under 12 months. I mean, it's like... Do you even know what to believe anymore? Science is even conflicted about the truth. They are. In our solar system, when I was growing up in science class, back in the Civil War, <laughs> they said that there were nine planets in our solar system. Now there's eight. What happened to one? Oh, according to the International... Let me get them right. International Astronomical Union. In 2006, they downgraded Pluto. They said it's not a planet. It's not an official planet anymore. Now in science textbooks, they only teach eight. They've downgraded Pluto, and now they have identified it as, quote, a dwarf planet, but it doesn't really meet all the qualifications for being a really grown-up planet. And so they call it a dwarf planet now. And then I'm thinking to myself, I don't even know we could use the word dwarf. I'm so confused. <laughs> what is truth anymore? I don't know what to believe. I don't know where to turn. I don't know who to trust. Things are ever changing. What can you turn to for a reliable, constant, unchanging source of truth? The Bible. And that's what the psalmist is saying here in this section. Look again, verse 89. Your word, O Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Circle in your Bibles or highlight these words. Eternal, firm, heavens. He is drawing, the psalmist is, a sharp contrast between that and what would be the opposite of that, which is a temporal, unstable world. That's what we live in. The world is temporary. It is unstable. It is confused. And our world needs a reliable, constant, unchanging source of truth. And so when we read the Bible, one of the things that the psalmist says here in this section that it will produce for us, it's number 12 on the list if you're taking notes, it provides an eternal source of truth that was settled in the heavens. An eternal source of truth that was settled in the heavens. The word of God is not argued in heaven. It is not debated in heaven. It is not revised in heaven. It is settled in heaven and it is fixed for all time. It is an unshakable, immovable, unwavering source of truth. It is the consistent, constant, reliable dependable truth for the ages you cannot improve upon god's word and despite the uncertainty and insecurity of our world in which we live i'm thankful that as a christian i'm part of a kingdom that hebrews 12:28 reminds us cannot be shaken 
and it cannot be shaken because the kingdom of God is established on the word of God, which is his reliable, unchanging truth for the ages. Quite honestly, I mean this with all sincerity. I can only make sense of my life and of this world by reading the Bible. It keeps me centered. It keeps me grounded in the truth. It provides for me, the Bible does, a foundation from which then I can make right decisions and discern things correctly and evaluate things properly about my life. I I can respect the differences of opinions that are pervasive in our culture. I can respect the differences of opinions. I can love people who don't share my values or my views, but the Bible is my compass that tells me what is true north. When you use a compass, it naturally is going to turn to what is due north. And that's because a compass is always aligning itself with the magnetic field of the earth. So I can't, I can't manipulate this compass and make it find a different kind of north. It, it always aligns itself due north, true north, because it always conforms to the magnetic field of the earth. The same is true for the Bible. Okay, It is a compass for me. It always tells me what is straight, what is right, what is true. And I can't manipulate it. I can't make the Bible say what I want it to say, to suit me. Because the Bible always aligns itself with heaven. So as a compass cannot be manipulated because it always aligns itself with earth, you can't make it do something else. The Bible needs to be seen in the same way. The Bible is the word of God, which is the truth of God. It has been settled in the heavens for all eternity. So that's why when we teach the Bible here at Cornerstone, what we teach is, and what our approach to the Bible is all about, is that we don't alter the Bible to suit an ever-evolving culture. We read the Bible, and then we let it speak for itself in our lives, and then we alter our lives where necessary to conform to the Bible in an ever-changing, ever-evolving culture. Does everybody understand the difference? Okay, you're going to go to some churches where they're just going to start to reinterpret things and revise things in the Bible to suit whatever the ever-evolving culture is, to make it more palatable, to make it more user-friendly, whatever that means. Look, it's like a compass, friends. Truth has been settled in the heavens a long time ago. And so God's Word expresses God's way. And when I read the Bible, then I have to make a decision whether I'm going to be in rebellion to it or whether I'm going to conform, yield my life, alter my life to bring it into alignment with the Word of God. If this has been settled in heaven and fixed there, then my objective is to honor God, honor His Word, and to live according to the revealed, expressed, reliable truth of God's word. That's not always comfortable. It certainly isn't always popular. It isn't convenient. 
There are times I don't necessarily prefer what the Bible has to say, but I'm challenged by it, okay? Remember uh, a while back, uh, you ever, you ever kind of get the munchies late at night, and so I, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to, to get some snack, and so I'm just the kind of guy that I'll go to a, our freezer and pull out the half gallon of ice cream and a wooden spoon. Can anybody relate to me? Okay. Yeah, I know that means I'm putting germs back in. That's okay. It's only, I just eat it. If you come to my house, you're just going to eat my germs, but that's just the way it is. And so I'm, I'm eating ice cream and, and I said, Terry, what are you, you going to do? She's over there frying Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Brussels sprouts. That's like an experiment to cabbage that went bad. <laughs> you know, to me, I just don't like Brussels sprouts. They're bitter. If I pour as much butter and salt on it, they're still terrible. I would much rather have ice cream. There's sometimes I read in the Bible verses that taste to me like Brussels sprouts, but nevertheless, it's good for me. And there are other times it goes down smooth like ice cream. But I have to embrace all of it. I don't get to choose the convenient parts of the Bible. I have to let all of it speak to my heart, all of it challenge my heart. And sometimes it'll be sweet and wonderful like honey on my lips. And other times it'll be hard to swallow. But nevertheless, it is God's best for me, and it is His truth through all the ages. His truth was firmly established and settled in the heavens, and it is for my good and it is for your good. But if you start to live out this word, as unpopular as it is, it will be counterculture. You will have to realize that if you get serious about God, you get serious about God's word. When you start to live it, you will be more and more perceived by our culture as being out of step with mainstream thought and values. Be prepared. If we live out the Bible as the standard bearer for truth, we will be in conflict with the world in which we live. We may be accused of being stuck in the past. You believe a Bible, this ancient book. You might be accused of being stuck in the past or accused of being out of touch or being regressive instead of progressive. People may say that we are haters because we object or disagree with certain lifestyles or behavior. People may say that we are narrow-minded because we believe in absolute versus relative truth. People may patronize us or insult us or ridicule us for believing and living as we do. Well, so be it. So be it. Quite honestly, if I don't feel some sense of alienation or estrangement in this world, if I don't feel some sense of feeling oddly out of place in this world, if I don't experience some measure of persecution for my faith in Christ, then perhaps it should cause me to pause and wonder if I am actually effectively, openly living my life for Christ. Because some of those things are going to be naturally experienced if we really are who we say we are and if we really believe what we say we believe. We shouldn't be surprised that the world will think oddly of us. Jesus said in John 15, verses 18 and 19, If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. So if I'm too comfortable, if I'm too well accepted, then it should cause me to wonder if I'm really openly living my life for Christ. 
Jesus even said in Matthew 5, Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and say all manner of evil against you. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And then Jesus goes on and says, in the next section of Matthew 5, you are the salt of the earth. And in the next section, he says, you are the light of the world. You have to turn the light on in the darkness. And he said, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good deeds and glorify my Father which is in heaven. So the more we live like Christ, the more we may not be very accepted by the world, the more we pour a little salt in the wound, the more we shine a little light in the darkness, the more we represent Christ in our world, the more the world may in fact hate us, accuse us, ridicule us, patronize us, insult us. It's okay. It might mean then that you're living an example of Christ in your life. Jesus says, don't be surprised by it. So because we all need a fixed reference point for truth. And the Bible serves to be that, at least for my life and for our church. It's, it's what shapes my thoughts. It's what shapes my values. It's what shapes my perspective. It's what shapes my principles. It's what shapes my behavior, my everything. It is a fixed truth in the heavens. It's not up for debate. This is God's word for the ages. When I believe it, when I live it, it will sometimes be counterculture. Truth is sometimes unpopular. But the Bible is God's eternally fixed truth in the heavens for my life, for your life. Here's the next section here in Psalm 119. If you look at verse 97, the Hebrew letter is the word mem. Verse 97, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path, so that I, may, I might obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. So circle or highlight verse 97, if you would, in your Bibles. And again, it says, oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Does this guy not have a job? I mean, how is he able to do that? He's just, he's just ruminating on it all day long. He's contemplating, he's considering it. He, He's meditating on it all day long. He uses the word meditate again in verse 99. It's the only two times this word is used in all of chapter 119. As I meditate on your, on your laws all day long, verse 99, for I meditate on your statutes. And the wonderful thing about God's word, when you consider the psalmist talking here about I meditated on it, you know, my mind is focused and I, I just contemplate these things. I consider these things. This is a wonderful reminder for us. It's number 13 on the list. It provides me with a safe place to rest my mind. The Bible provides a safe place for me to rest my mind. Have you ever been troubled by your thoughts? You ever been troubled by your thoughts? Condemning thoughts? Anxious thoughts? Tempting thoughts? 
fearful thoughts, vengeful thoughts, sad thoughts, thoughts about the past that haunt you, thoughts about the present that concern you, thoughts about the future that worry you. I mean, all day long we can be just constantly tormented by our thoughts and just think about this and think about that and think about the other. You know, when you ever ask somebody sometime, hey, what are you thinking? And they say nothing. How do they do that? <laughs> I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't have an off button in my mind. It just is constantly going. Now, one thing I am very thankful for is that I'm able to, I'm able to turn it off long enough to fall asleep. I hit the pillow and I'm out like that. I mean, my wife says to me like, how do you do that? Okay, but if I were to wake up in the middle of the night, oh, <laughs> oh, my mind starts firing on all cylinders, and I just start thinking about the most random things. Just in the middle of the night, I'm like, did I, did I shut the garage door? Did I lock all the, oh my goodness, is that rain I hear? I got to get that sump pump replaced. It's been 13 years. Down. Why do they even put a sump pump in basements? Why do they do that to us? Oh my goodness, I got that bill to pay. Is the car inspected? I got to mow the lawn. When am I going to get that done? When will it stop? Just constantly over and over and over again. Our minds, restless. Our minds are restless and very Fragile, And we need a safe harbor where we can dock our minds. The Bible is that place. The Bible is that place to give rest to your minds. The psalmist says, I meditate on your word all day long. I, I just contemplate and consider and I just ruminate. It just rolls over and over in my mind. Just your precepts and your statutes. Because as I saturate my mind with the word of God, it allows my mind to rest. To rest. The human brain is a very complex organ. I'm going to give you some stats about the human brain. This is just amazing information. The human brain, the average human brain, I, I, you know, this isn't necessarily your human brain. It kind of depends what you've done. Um, <laughs> but norm, normally speaking, the average human brain contains about 100 billion nerve cells. 100 billion nerve cells. Weighs on average three pounds. Has the consistency of jello. It floats in a sea of cerebrospinal fluid. Your brain is 73% water. It takes only 2% dehydration to affect your attention, memory, and other cognitive skills. All brain cells are not alike. There are as many as 10,000 specific types of neurons in the brain. Teenage brains are not fully formed. <laughs> Shocking! It isn't until about the age of 25 that the human brain reaches full maturity. Now, teenagers in the house, listen to me. You can use this to your advantage. Because the mom and dad are like, I keep telling you, take out the trash, walk the dog, make your bed. You can just look at them and say, did you hear the sermon? I, I, I don't have a full capacity brain. It's a brain problem. Now, it's a double-edged sword, though. 
okay? Because mom and dad can say to you, when you say, can I have the keys? Uh, I'm not going to trust keys to somebody with half a brain. So, you know, <laughs> it cuts both ways. We're so glad you joined us for Pastor Gary's message today. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching in the book of Psalms and that God is whispering the words of comfort and strength to your heart. If you'd like to learn more about Cornerstone Connection, visit our website at cornerstoneconnection.cc. There you can hear all of Pastor Gary's messages through this book, as well as the entire Bible. Be sure to check out the companion resources while you're there, found under the Teachings tab. These digital study guides are meant to give you even more insight into some of the studies Pastor Gary has done and are available free of charge to you at cornerstoneconnection.cc. We'd love to connect with you and hear more about how God is working in your life. Feel free to join the conversation on our Facebook page or check out what's going on at Cornerstone Connection on Twitter or Instagram. We're here to chat with you in person, too. So give us a call at 703-771-1500. Let us know how we can be praying for you. That number again is 703-771-1500. That's all we have time for today. Pastor Gary will have much more to share from his verse-by-verse study through Psalms when you join us again, right here on Cornerstone Connection. No place to go, but still you know, still you know you're not a Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.